talk to me good, yeah. Plug talk. Radio. Willie on the plug, Willie on the plug. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is your girl, V, a.k.a. V the Plug. Thanks for tapping back in with us here at Dash Radio. We are on Hollywood, Hollywood, Holly. I'm thinking about the hood, hood, hood. Uh, We are on Hollywood Boulevard, Walk of Fame. Uh, Come see us. We are here every week. Today is a special day. I have a special guest. Um, Let's let's clap it up. Let's clap it up. I appreciate that. Yeah, (laughs) it is a month that we focus on mental health awareness. We are learning constantly about our mental and physical bodies to be better in the light of the world. And that's what Plug Talk is all about, spreading light, spreading power. And today I have Hood Buddha in the house. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. You know, your name caught my attention. I, I forget how I came across your page on Instagram. I don't, do you remember how we connected? Uh, I know it was probably just like some random post uh-huh. that just happens. And then yeah. I, I get connected with awesome people. So yeah. shout out to social media. Probably yeah. that. Shout <laughs> out to social media. And uh, part of the reason why I brought you onto my show is because I saw your one post about uh, shrooms, psychedelics yeah. uh, in particular. And you were talking highly about the power of it that has to do with anxiety, depression, whatever someone's going through. But it is uh, the system of the way it's developed in a clinic, and you could tell us more about it. Um, it's it's more monitored yes. and to help that. So today I brought you on not only because you're a music enthusiast <laughs> with producing, songwriting, and you know have your own music, which we'll get into later in the show. Play a little bit of that. Uh, but let let's talk about mental health awareness and how you got to this point in your life where you found it to be helpful. Oh, man. I mean, really, it's a part of my spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing music for quite some time, and I I would definitely say I lived what, you know, you could call the traditional rapper life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after a series of unfortunate events, Mm -hmm. uh, I decided to change my life around. Um, Mm -hmm. I just... You know, I've met some amazing people, specifically in Atlanta, Georgia. I was in Atlanta for about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the pleasure to work under Joy Young um, and learn, like, the other side of the industry. But with that, I also had some friendships. Uh, So shout out to KK. Shout out to Sabak. Uh, Hey, let's clap it up for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they really taught me a lot. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like, again, some series of unfortunate events. Uh I actually developed PTSD on my own and dealing with my own battle with anxiety. Right. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you said, in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about your experience there. And you mentioned uh, Joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I moved. For the people that don't know, you know? Yeah. So I spent, I think it was like 2013, 2014 in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um, so I worked with Joy Young under J Couture Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a lot of project management, specifically for like Atlantic Records. So um, a lot of other great artists and, and opportunities. Mm-hmm. I actually, like, fun fact, like, Boosie, mm-hmm. Lil Boosie was still in jail. 
and she has a history with Trill Fam. So like, I kind of helped manage Boosie's calendar when he got out of jail. What? Yeah, I had like a really crazy incident where I went to like jail for a weekend. We'll yeah. not talk about that, but like that was my induction to Trill Fam. Yeah, so <laughs> we lived a cool, you know. Yeah, it was a cool experience. But I mean, it was also a lot of learning and growing mm -hmm. that occurred there as well. For sure, for sure. Um, so the name Hood Buddha. I mean, you spoke a little bit about you know what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how did you get that name? Yeah, so um, I actually didn't even grow up in the hood. I grew uh -huh. up in the country. Okay, uh, but, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, you know, like most people, I moved out pretty young, mm -hmm. like 18 years old, and that landed me in the hood. Uh -huh. um, and as I've gone through this journey, my wife gave me the name Hood Buddha. Uh, I said something one day, like I have these soapbox moments in the house, mm -hmm. and she was just like, all right, Hood Buddha. And I was <laughs> like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> Cause that's who I am today. Yeah. Like, you know, we are, we're on the journey, but it can still turn up. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. I, I feel that. I, I think, um, just like be the plug, like everybody's yeah. like, what are you the plug for? You got drugs, you got this, you got that. And I'm like, it's a different plug. You know, when you're trying to figure out your journey, you got to be wired a certain way. Yeah. You, you need to be able to, uh, create light and create that create power. So it's, it's more like, um, that's the metaphor. I think everybody, I feel like everybody in LA, and I don't know if it's just LA, but everybody has a second name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny. Um, but I, I love that. Um, you. can you talk a little bit about, so transferring to LA? Mm. So you were in Atlanta, then you made the journey back so actually, uh, once I left Atlanta, I went back home to Virginia. I'm originally mm -hmm. from Virginia. Shout out to the 804. You already know what it is. Hey. <laughs> um, and then I was doing a tour. Shout out to my homie, Super Soup. Mm -hmm. uh, he's an amazing artist and combat veteran. And he was doing a tour called the Freedom Tour. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the stops was in L.A. And that was in 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, so I came out here about May, spent like a week out here. My best friend was already out here. And I fell in love with, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the sunlight or what, but yeah, the I was like, I it's need to the come sun, back. the L.A. Cali <laughs> sun. Yep. Um, dope. So I want to get into the details of what you can tell us and about the psychedelic clinic. Um, we had spoke when he was in the midst of, of operating. Yeah. So tell me what happened there. Like it got <laughs> it got taken down. Um, is it legal? Yeah, so the... First of all, yeah, our psychedelics are legal, right? So or, some psychedelics are legal. So uh -huh. in the sense of, like, psilocybin mushrooms, those are not legal for clinic use yet, hopefully one day. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of the clinics you see now, they'll do ketamine, uh, which... What? Yeah, I know, I know, but... That's I, crazy. I know, but it's actually, yeah. like, really transformative. Yeah. So ketamine is actually a dissociative anesthetic they uh -huh. discovered uh, it was created like they used to use pcp in surgery centers mm -hmm. and so they were trying to find something else that could kind of give the same like benefits without people hallucinating mm -hmm. and then here comes ketamine and people are coming out of these journeys and having these super profound experiences so it's available for white label use mm -hmm. um, and so it's used for mental health treatment resistant anxiety mm -hmm. and depression mm -hmm. uh, which means folks that have tried at least two different you know forms of therapy and it just did not improve their symptoms really yeah interesting we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit of background music in in spite of the psychedelic <laughs> um, things that we're talking about so so the clinic it what happened there where it kind of down was it a business thing or was it a city thing 
um no it was a business thing business um, thing okay the company was going through restructuring and mm -hmm. obviously terrible or perfect timing mm -hmm. because the day after i made that post uh, mm -hmm. just trying to inform people about the work mm -hmm. i received notification that my clinic in santa monica would be you know shutting down yeah. so and how many clinics are there well shoot at the that time you know that you know we're up and running oh that we're up because I'm, I'm wondering if it for. okay because it's not a really common thing to have a, a clinic like that right it's not um and that's kind of one of the issues i guess you could say on the business side mm -hmm. um being careful not to scale too fast because right. at one point we had like 11 12 i mean we had a clinic in amsterdam we had a psilocybin laboratory in jamaica mm -hmm. i guess it was just everything and everywhere mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. which is needed but you know, it's all about, you know, proper execution. So at the time when I received notification, there were only about four clinics working. Mm, wow. Yeah, I feel like it's fairly new. I have a friend that's actually uh, a nurse and she's worked with a lot of patients and she does a lot of research on psychedelics. She's into music as well. Uh, she makes beat. Shout out to Rem OD. Her thing hey. is her thing is like remedy, you know, Rem OD. Um, I have to connect you with her. But uh, she, she's amazing. I've, we've been friends since preschool. So, yeah, yeah uh, that's how I kind of know a little bit about it. Um, okay. But yeah, so uh, going back to the clinic and, and how it has do, has it helped you personally? Um, oh, do you yeah. you went to the clinic right oh yeah, yeah. absolutely um just from being able to work around mental health professionals 24 7 like mm -hmm. i literally got like an accelerated path to my growth mm -hmm. and then also trying the therapy myself mm -hmm. um to also understand what the patients are going through but mm -hmm. i learned a lot about myself so mm -hmm. between the ketamine journeys um and then also my own psilocybin mushroom journeys yeah, yeah. absolutely so what what things have you did the ketamine journey and the the was it microdosing or is it full on shrooms? I did full on mushrooms, but I actually did mushrooms before I tried ketamine. I did like oh. 2.5 grams of mushrooms on an empty stomach, tripped my life away. What? And then like maybe three, four weeks later, I did the ketamine what? Journey. What happens to your body? Like, for because <laughs> is it is it different for everybody? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like to call like psychedelic journeys are like snowflakes. Uh -huh. You know, everything's different. Mm -hmm. um, so my psilocybin journey, my mushroom journey was super intense. Mm -hmm. And like I did it with my wife and like literally on my side of the room, everything was like dirt and dirty. Mm -hmm. Her side was all like sunshine. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? Do you know that you're in that state of mind at the time? Does it feel like a dream or a fake world? How would you describe it? For the mushrooms, I would say it felt like everything was coming towards me. Like, mm -hmm. that's the biggest difference between, like, mushrooms and ketamine. I felt like everything was rushing towards me, and I had to just face my ish, as we say. Mm -hmm. But with ketamine, I felt like I was kind of journeying and going somewhere. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I've never done ketamine. I've microdosed with uh, chocolate yeah. before. But that also made me feel like it was more, I was hyper. I felt like I had an energy drink. And there was more things that popped out, but like I'm scared because I don't I don't do a lot. I just took a bite of it. So oh, I will never <laughs> take that many mushrooms again. They talk about a hero dose, which is supposed to be like five grams. No, two point five. I'm a hero. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So what's the largest amount that you can that you've seen someone take? Ooh, as far as psilocybin mushrooms, mm -hmm. man, messing with these people out here in LA. A lot, like, yeah. I even like several. I know folks that have done like yeah. very large, ten gram journeys. Yeah. Like, and we're nice. talking about the whole shroom, right? The whole mushroom. Yeah, I mean, not the, the microdosing chocolate bar because I'm only familiar with the chocolate. 
So I had it in chocolate, which is also kind of like an advantage or disadvantage how you look at it because uh -huh. you don't know how much you're taking. So I know that what I took was 2.5 grams with everything, including the chocolate. I have no mm -hmm. idea how much of that was mushroom. Yeah, because yeah, you really don't know. There's like little specks inside of the chocolate yeah. and you're like, well, how many shrooms are in that piece? <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I'm like, all right, I'll take one bite. This is a yeah. one bite day. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. So describe the experience. I'm a patient. Okay. I walk into the clinic. Okay. Well, what happens it, for someone who wants to try it? Okay, so in a space similar uh, to where I was at, uh, someone like me would greet you at the door, mm -hmm. uh, do a warm check-in. It's your first time, so we're going to give you a tour. We're going to give you a goodie bag and your mm -hmm. eye mask and all that Ooh. stuff. We're What's gonna, in the goodie bag? Uh, so I, I really like art, obviously. Mm -hmm. So sketchbook, eye mask, like color pencils, just mm -hmm. like journals, stuff like that. Is this something that you create for them or the, the clinic creates for, is it individually? The, Different. The, the bags were company-wide, but uh -huh. each clinic, they kind of did their own thing. Customized. Yeah, so yeah. sometimes I'll be like, nah, y'all bags suck. I'm getting this instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so yeah, so you get the tour. Uh, we'd introduce you to the nurse practitioner, the therapist mm -hmm. that's going to accompany you. I get you in the chair, show you your blankets and everything. You'll pick your room, mm -hmm. um, you know, just so you're comfortable. And boom, I set some music and yeah. Dang. And I saw on your Instagram that it's a certain chair that you yeah so it's an anti-gravity chair i really like this chair so um for me i mm -hmm. like to tilt all the way back and it literally takes mm -hmm. all the weight of gravity off of your body so you feel like just like light yeah like just like weightless just weightless. like like you're floating in mm. a way um and for some people when they're under the influence of psychedelics <laughs> that maybe could be too much so we have weighted no. blankets we have weighted blankets i can already <laughs> see myself like feeling like i'm falling like off the world or something oh, like we've seen it like straight like this and they're like Whoa. yeah i really think that you have to be in the state of mind and be ready to do something like that for sure because even with smoking like i was not a big smoker and i'm still not a big smoker but my first time trying it i was like paranoid like looking down every alley every street like Who's in, out for me? He's in Debo Pigeon Coop. I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, love it. Well, I love that you are educating people out there on social and you are a part of a clinic and people who are knowledgeable about that. So it's yeah. nice to nice to see that because I believe like with Western medicine, I don't think I think the necessity for drugs is is vital for some diseases and cases but i feel right. like the holistic way and the natural way is also a good way to figure out the root cause of things and i think when it comes to illness and autoimmune diseases um particularly myself i got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and it's like inflammation in the body and it's i've seen a lot of people uh our age and you know younger or older develop autoimmune diseases and it's in our environment it's in um our stress our anxiety yeah. like you talked about and so um i have an autoimmune disorder too do you yeah i have graves disease so what is that for people who don't know so it's a thyroid disorder mm -hmm. um it's an overactive thyroid but mm -hmm. on top of me produ producing too much of the thyroid hormone my immune system does not recognize my thyroid so it sends antibodies to essentially attack it and hormone imbalance, right? Too, yeah, or? can throw your hormones, hormones off. off. I mean, it's it's kind of, I don't know, your thyroid is kind of like a central location for like a lot of things to operate. So mm -hmm. yeah, it, it can do a lot. It can throw your weight off, your, your heat intolerance and stuff like that, heart rate. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's scary at this age. I had to go to the cardiologist already. I had yeah. to go to the lung or what is it called? The lung doctor. I don't even see. I'm not even educated with my terminology. With yeah, I'm that. like, wait, what is I, the lung doctor? The, the lung. Oh my God. What is it? He's a breathologist. Yeah. yeah a breathologist. <laughs> no, I, for real though, it, it is scary because I'm sitting there and I'm walking, watching like older folks come yeah. in with their walkers and I'm like, is that going to be me soon? <laughs> nah, <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> all my tests came back good. So uh, I have, uh, since you shared with me, I'm pretty open here too, uh, scleroderma, okay. scleroderma. How, how do you pronounce that? But yeah, it's yeah. it's like hardening of the skin. So I, I've noticed like my hands, like this <laughs> finger went crooked. It's kind of oh. crazy. Do you see it? Oh, a little bit, yeah. It just so happens that it's my middle finger, so... It was like screw you, the disease. No, it's like um, a special f you. Yeah, but it it comes it comes in in what do you call it? Um, when something is active, it's dormant or comes yeah. back. You know, so it just depends. And I think it, it has to do with just man- managing a lifestyle mm-hmm. and the way you know you 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 heal yourself and all of that. So, um, yeah, no, I love it. Thanks for sharing that with me and everyone, um, everybody listening. It is mental health awareness month. We are talking psychedelics. We are talking mental health. We are talking music. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will get into the music side of what hood Buddha has going on. And yeah, we'll be right back. (laughs) Oh man, we got to do a break. Yep, I got to drop some facts, some knowledge on this psychedelic business. I can't leave without giving you gems. So I am reading from the Department of Justice and Drug Enforcement Administration and the FDA website. Um, So I know that we use the term psilocybin, and that obviously means if you didn't hear, it means mushrooms. Um, And the origin of psilocybin mushrooms are found in Mexico, Central America, and the United States. That's for the people in the back who did not know any of that. Moving on. We did discuss if it was legal in the United States, and it is not. Uh, Psilocybin is a Schedule 1 substance under the Controlled Substance Act, meaning that it has high potential for abuse. No currently accepted medical use in treatment in the United States and a lack of accepted safety for the use under medical supervision. Which is why Hood Buddha had mentioned that psilocybin or mushrooms aren't um, in these medical clinics when they're treating psychedelics. Instead, they are using ketamine as a treatment for depression, anxiety, and I'm going to read something off of the, the NIH of Medicine, National Library of Medicine. I'm trying not to bore you, but I especially wanted to provide you with the knowledge and some gems that might help you get a better understanding. I am the host, producer, and editor, and engineer of my own show, so sometimes um, I can forget to put in things. And uh, if anybody is looking for opportunities to be a producer or help with a radio show or want to be in the space, hit me up at V The Plug Talk. I am always looking for people to help me out and build my show. Um, And on that note, let's get back to the drugs. (laughs) 
the facts. Ketamine. <laughs> okay, so ketamine is a prescription drug used for generally anesthesia, um, but they have found that psychotherapy for alcoholism has been uh, pretty successful. Um, here it says that the results of a controlled clinical trial demonstrated a considerable increase in efficacy of the authors of the standard alcoholism treatment when supplemented by ketamine psychedelic therapy. Um, what was interesting about this study is that they found that um, total absence for more than one year was observed in 73 out of 111 alcoholic patients compared to 24 out of 100 patients of the conventional treatment um, when they looked at these two groups. So this goes back to talking about why there is these psychedelic clinics because they have done studies and it is a safe drug in a controlled environment and it is monitored. Um, this is something called off-label use, which basically means that's that it's a FDA approved drug for an unapproved use. So there are two reasons why healthcare providers would use off-labeling. One reason is there that there might not be an approved drug to treat your disease or medical condition. And then the other is that you may have tried all the approved treatments without seeing any benefits. So in situations like these, you and your healthcare provider might talk about using an approved drug for an unapproved use to treat your disease. So on that note, let's get back to the interview. And of course, you can look this up at FDA.gov. Disclaimer, I am not a medical professional and I am not giving you advice. I am strictly stating the facts on the FDA.gov website mentioned earlier. And uh, I hope I could help those understand who didn't know what psychedelic therapy is all about and how the clinics are using different forms of it for diseases. All right, I bored you enough. Let's go back to the show. All right, and we are back. We are back plugged into Hood Buddha. She's bringing uh, us knowledge on psychedelics, music producing, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about the music side of things. Um, you said that you were in Atlanta and you had, you know, managed a rapper's schedule, a Boozy, right? Boozy, yeah, Boozy. Lil Boozy. Lil Bo okay, Lil <laughs> Boozy. So you managed Lil Boozy's schedule. How was that? Like, was his schedule, like, all over the place or well he was lit so like at that time was yeah. 2014 right yeah it was like 2014 mm -hmm. um 13 or 14 mm -hmm. yeah yeah his schedule was super packed um mm -hmm. and i was already an artist so i had like that creative side but mm -hmm. i definitely learned a lot about like organization and also the demand of an artist and, mm -hmm. and how to get to it like he didn't mm -hmm. let that's like that slump hold him back he was mm -hmm. right back at it getting to the money shout out to Lil Boosie yeah shout out, I'm a fan too back <laughs> in the day um does he have anything current right now I don't even know well uh, do you still follow him or not really I mean he only, I never actually got to meet him so what? I was just around like the label and the label infrastructure so he, yeah. he don't know me from a can of paint okay but, um I know his children are doing a lot of work and picking up you know Dope. after his legacy as well mm -hmm. nice so is that when you kind of sparked the light to do music or produce music or what was it oh, or was no. it what it take us back into what was the connection that brought you to music oh man to create it for yourself where I, you're like i have the ability 
I've been writing since I was eight years old. Okay. Uh, so my mom's a poet, and uh -huh. so it would start with writing poetry. Oh, it's in you. <laughs> yeah, it's just in me, like literally, like my, my first name is Chantel, and that's mm -hmm. like French for like a music room or something, mm -hmm. so it's like literally I'm supposed to be doing yeah. this. You're like Roxanne Chantel, you know, oh the rapper. God, I, I hear that all the time, yeah. So, oh. um, you know, like, I used to do little stuff, like, with your keyboard, how it has, like, those pre-recorded beats. So mm -hmm. I would, like, take my girl Ooh. talk, like the Macaulay Cocking girl Heck talk. yeah, yep, I had make, one of those, too. Make rap songs mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, and But I was always super shy. I mm -hmm. do have a lot of social anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, so when I turned 18, I had an independent record label, So Proper Entertainment, and mm -hmm. I had some artists shout to Concise and Insane. Mm -hmm. And um, them being my brothers as well, growing up with them they basically forced me to share my talent with everyone they bullied me they into forced doing it. you they forced me mm -hmm. yeah they were like nah you're gonna rap so then I would feature on their stuff yeah. and then I'm from in Virginia I'm from Chesterfield County so Ettrick uh -huh. and Matoka specifically uh -huh. so everybody in Ettrick shout money for records like all of them would be like nah you gotta you gotta drop it shot you gotta yeah. drop it so yeah. I got my first show at the Henrico Theater. My mom literally was like, hey, if you don't want to do this, like, you don't mm -hmm. have to go on stage. She thought I was going to, like, choke. Uh -huh. And I just went and transformed to a whole other person, and I've been addicted when you got on since. When you got on stage, yeah. she's, like, addicted. Addicted ever <laughs> to since. The music. To the music. Slow down, guys. Yeah, yeah facts. Those facts. of you guys that can't see us on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're pointing to the arm, the needle arm now. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's amazing. I think uh, the energy is different when you're on on stage you, you see that light you see yeah. the audience you feel the energy of the people and that's something like I can relate to when it comes to dancing I used to be a dancer okay. as a kid growing up and and I just love that energy which is why I love radio and people because it's the energy you yeah. know what I mean so uh, yeah that's dope so then take us to the first step of, of uh, music so that was when you're a kid and what was your big kind of moment where you're like I'm gonna be consistent with this well, everyone loved it, but I guess like my big moment, because I was just consistent, mm -hmm. was 106 in Park. So I actually did, um, they used to have Wild Out Wednesday. Uh -huh. I did Wild Out Wednesday back in the day, you know what nice. I'm saying? Shout out to that. And, um, you got to put that on your page. Yeah, well, you know, you it, was, find it. it was so long ago, and it's yeah. like, I don't want to be one of those people, like when I was in high school, I was really good at no, school. No, you got to do a throwback <laughs> Thursday, a flashback Friday. You got to yeah. put that on there and be like, it's always been in me, you know? Oh, all the time. <laughs> and shout out to Pat Charles. He really, yeah. you know, took a bet on me from Aww. BET at the time. Um, uh -huh. And from there, I just just did like block parties with Hot 97 uh -huh. and shout out to all the radio stations that provided support. So 106.5 FM in Richmond, Virginia, 104.5 mm -hmm. in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and just doing festivals. My mother was my manager and mm -hmm. we just continued to build. Oh, shout out to your mom. What's your mom's name? Shout out to my mom. They call her Mama Prop. You know what I'm saying? Mama Prop. Yeah. Hey, shout out to you. You, you <laughs> made a beautiful woman right here. Hood Lady Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so, okay, so go back to what, what were you saying right now? I lost my train of thought. No, you're all good. Yeah. Um, literally, I was just talking about the the, the bigger moments um, as far mm -hmm. as for me as an artist. Uh, yeah, the 106 in Park. 106, yeah, yeah, 106 Park. All the radio stations that and your mom support. putting you on managing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Well, so I want to get into you. Would you describe your music? How would you describe your music? First of all, 
my music is for the ladies first and foremost Ooh. i don't do it for the fellas i uh-uh. do it for the ladies and if you do it for the ladies <laughs> fellas you already know y'all gonna be in the building anyway Ooh, <laughs> that's how you sell out concerts and stuff you know what i mean exactly you know what i'm saying you so. need the ladies first <laughs> um but i would say i mean my my music represents a lot of things and mm-hmm. it, that's why i decided to go by her buddha because mm-hmm. i didn't want to be locked in by my spiritual journey mm-hmm. so if i say something reckless i don't want people to be like well i thought you were supposed to be like a buddha like yeah. no one is yeah. the buddha like except for buddhas yeah but um the name could be deceiving to some people yeah so it's it's that duality it's the uh-huh. light and the darkness so uh-huh. you're gonna get that chill you're gonna get that real we might uh-huh. turn up and have a party you yeah know, but it's all yeah. about feeling good yeah for sure um so we're gonna get into your first song called okay okay uh can you okay okay i like that so let's get into it and we'll talk a little bit about it uh when we come back all right and we are back that was okay by hood buddha if you don't have it where can we find it so it's actually not out yet it's going to be out on may 26 you know what I'm saying? so you got the exclusive the exclusive That's from exclusive. hood buddha you guys don't even know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. um and that'll be on all streaming platforms you'll be able to okay. search okay hood buddha make sure y'all follow me hood x buddha yes on social media yeah. um so going into that song basically it sounds like you're kind of apologetic to whoever you're with or is, is it a breakup <laughs> or is it talk a little bit about it it's like okay you know when you're arguing with somebody but mm-hmm. you don't want to actually argue and uh, maybe a lot of my masculine energy folks can feel this but mm-hmm. like your girl tripping and you're just like okay okay it's my fault mm-hmm. so i'm not actually like i'm yeah. not genuinely apologizing i'm like yeah. okay okay it's not your fault i'll take mm-hmm. the blame and now we're up again it's going down i hope it never ends yeah no i feel like uh it's funny i was listening to something on the radio about relationships and how it's you know 50 50 it has to be 50 yeah. 50 from both people and in relationships you kind of have to sacrifice and and michelle obama kind of talks about it too where it's like you know 70 80 sometimes or whatever you know it's not never going to be even and and um it's like that with different times in your life it depends what you're going through yeah um but it's about how we manage and communicate it exactly so did you make this song through that time and you're like, listen to this. <laughs> no, I actually wanted to make one. I'm a, like, I started off as a rapper, mm-hmm. and like most rappers, I want to sing. Then I wanted to do an R&B mm-hmm. album because I really yeah. love R&B. Yeah. And I just like I love in the R&B songs like those moments yeah. that make you like this. And I just wanted to make a song that felt like that. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, how you went from rapping to R&B. Yeah. And so why didn't you start with that before? Is it because you were influenced by the people around you at the time to do more rapping or? I don't really think I can sing. Like yeah. I know I can hold a note, but yeah. everybody's always gassing me. And I'm like, bro, I cannot yeah. sing for real, but I'm yeah. gonna do it cause I want to, yeah. but that's why. Yeah. And there's always like editing tools for that. Like where yeah. you can make you sound better. Auto tune. They can melodyne my vocals. Yeah. Are you big on like, you produced your own track or do you have help or I work with other producers I really like to collaborate and Uh stuff so sometimes you know I might have produced it um someone else produced that his name is Vertex Mm -hmm. um but yeah I I really like the collaborative kind of community approach to music right and so do you like uh are you on the computer more or are you more giving feedback as the producer Ooh, so it depends. So like mm-hmm. for myself and what we do over at my company, Mind After Midnight. Yeah, it's on her page also. Yeah, Mind you want, After You're looking Midnight. for that. 
Um, I might be a little bit more hands-on, but I work and manage and kind of executive produce for a lot of artists mm -hmm. where I don't have to actually, you know, have my hands on it as much as my ear and my feedback. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Yeah, it's different for everybody, you know, in the studio. The studio yeah. is like, for me, it's, I love being in the studio. So if you ever have a session, like, let me know. Hey. I love the... The connection with ever the energy in there from the artist to the producer to watching the music in the making yeah. like to me it's an amazing experience i have an ear too i think i have an ear i'm experimenting so um like i said my girl remo d she does beats too so yeah we got to uh, set some up for sure yeah we're gonna smoke you out though oh <laughs> oh god <laughs> just letting you know like the the <laughs> most i can do is shrooms on my shirt <laughs> did you see them oh yeah i like that that's dope that's fire it's actually so i'm a big nature person too okay um i haven't tried the shrooms in the nature but i've hiked for a week like backpack backpacking wait you hiked for a week straight yeah that's crazy. like smelled and everything the whole nine it, it was terrible i mean it was life-changing i would say and it taught me a lot about my potential of being in the wilderness being attacked yeah. by bison and yeah that's a whole story in itself. Oh, Lord. I, I might post uh, that story on my YouTube channel soon. Um, but yeah, are you into nature of that sort? Oh, I love nature. Yeah. I love hiking. I yeah. actually did a hike off of LSD. It was amazing. Stop. In Colorado. <laughs> so it was like really dope. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. LSD. Okay, remind me what the lsd is like them tabs and you see like the stamps and stuff the stamps yeah it's like it's acid oh oh acid okay so yeah. i know acid yeah, yeah. So i did acid before oh, shoot <laughs> okay okay cool um so transferring from a rapper to r&b and soul and now you've made an electronic house or not house i don't want to say house but what would what would you it's like deep house. deep house yeah. yeah i would say like i'm honestly still learning all the many genres under house right. music um i just know i appreciated it yeah and obviously like after this change in my life recently with the clinic mm -hmm. i i didn't want to make r&b or make anything that sounded sad mm -hmm. and you know house music it made me happy i literally made this song like two weeks ago what yeah that's cool so we're gonna play it in the background since it, it, it doesn't have no words it's just an instrumental yeah, no, it's just a so uh we'll play that in the back um I was gonna go somewhere. Oh, so here we go. You guys can listen to it. Let's turn it up a little. It, it really, you know what? I'm not gonna even lie. I got up in the morning when I was getting ready. I put this on and it made me in a better state of mind. Like my mind just was like, okay. I was like dancing. Yes. Like I was literally like, okay. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna let that play in the back while we talk a little bit about this. Uh, we were talking a little bit before. I'm a big uh, funk, um, old school yeah. person. Um, still doing my research on my history because it's funny because I grew up on it, but I don't know all the facts about, you know, well, I know um, James Brown started yeah. it with funk. Um, I go all the way from Gap Band to Midnight Star to the Commodores to Motown era. Like yeah. I find that era so fascinating yeah. that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be doing like different content on that pretty yeah. soon. Maybe it's gonna be called Funkin' With V. Um, a real, I'm gonna start doing, kind of dropping music facts about yeah. it. So yeah, stay tuned for that. But um, in the meantime, as we're talking about, and I was learning about 
psychedelics. It's funny because that era was all about psychedelics and music, disco. And that all influenced how hip hop is today through the years. Yeah, it has. Which, which is crazy. Do you have any favorite um, artists? Ooh, man. So, I mean, I was really a fan of Miles Davis. He's a jazz musician, mm -hmm. but he did. Like, jazz is a, also amazing. I love jazz. Mm -hmm. um, but he did like a psychedelic inspired album. There's a lot of Ooh. albums that are inspired by psychedelic funk. Like even Outkast, yeah. Think On You yes. is inspired by yes. that. Yes. So, um, as far as like older folks, I mean, of course you got to do your Sly and the Family Stone, yes. George Clinton, mm -hmm. Jimi Hendrix, mm -hmm. you know, um, those are like the ones I could think of off top. I also yeah. like exploring international versions of this mm -hmm. music. So like Japanese jazz and funk is like ridiculous. Japanese? It what? I've never crazy. even, I've ne okay. Um, and I could be making a mistake here, but uh, Taste of Honey, is that, do you know, have you heard of Taste of Wait, Honey? Wait, that sounds familiar. Su su is it Sukiyaki? It sounds Japanese, but I'm not gonna say anything because I don't know the facts on that. If I had another producer, we could fact check that, but right. <laughs> we're gonna leave it there. But um, yeah, so tell me a little bit about Japanese. Do you know about it, Japanese? I just came across it on like YouTube, uh -huh. digging for samples. Did you post something about this? I might have. I talk I about I it all have, the time. I think I might have seen something on there. It's one of like my random facts when people <laughs> are like Japanese jazz. Yeah. Like, so um, I just kind of came across it on YouTube, and I'm always just randomly discovering these albums. There's like no better mm -hmm. form of digital crate digging than YouTube at this point. Yeah. I'm gonna be real. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, do you remember the LimeWire days? Oh my God, yo. <laughs> Shout to Soldier Boy. You definitely scam me. Oh, yeah. Thinking that you're getting another song and it's Soldier Boy. And also, all Wait, of he the... scammed. he scammed you? Yeah. So, one of his, well, like everyone, uh -huh. one of his tactics. But I, I remember, were, like, other, like, I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he got me too. Yeah. I would, like, download stuff and think it's another song and it was Soldier Boy. Oh, I, so you did it. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, he got one of your songs? Like, <laughs> Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, not like that, not yeah. like that. I wouldn't be surprised Christ. if someone did, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, yeah, LimeWire days, but but now it's all about YouTube. YouTube music is, you know, yeah. hitting the reels, yeah. you know, making music. So in your opinion, what do you think is the best platform for a an artist as yourself right now, and what are you utilizing to your advantage right now? Ooh, man. So, I mean, if we're talking about social media, mm -hmm. um, I would say TikTok. I know that's, mm -hmm. but it really did, like, grow. Like, Gary V hit that one on the head mm -hmm. in advance. Mm -hmm. um, as far as, like... You're on TikTok, too? Yeah, I'm on okay, TikTok. Cool, um, I don't follow you there. I gotta follow you. Yeah, follow yeah. me. And, like, I curate playlists under Mine After Midnight, and that's where I usually Ooh, find a lot of my I artists. love people who have playlists because I'm always looking for different music from different people. I just told my trainer today, shout out to Just Train Chris. Um, I see him like every week for, you know, training and that helps me mentally as well. Yeah. Speaking of mental health awareness. Um, but anyways, I just told him he plays so many good songs in the gym that I'm like, can you send me a playlist? You know, so when you find that person that's on the same wavelength as you music wise, then it's like super dope. So exactly. Um, yeah. So tell, so tell me about your playlist. Yeah, so um, I mean, mind after let's let's talk about mind after midnight. So that's a sure. separate Instagram, and it's a you went live with someone uh, the Tuesday. Day, Tuesday, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I kind of tapped into that. So, what's your goal with that right now? Yeah, so mind after midnight is a creative splat platform mm -hmm. for creatives that are on their spiritual journey. Um, and we just started a new conversation series called The Art of Healing. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where I'm basically just chopping it up with creatives, healers, professionals, just about their own like mm -hmm. self-improvement journey. Mm -hmm. um, but the overall goal for Mind After Midnight is to provide education and resources surrounding psychedelic therapy. 
Uh, so the playlists are really just like a way for me to cultivate community mm -hmm. and find other like-minded. Like I also have another page on YouTube where I just post like me playing The Sims. Mm. So like I'm basically finding our shared interests and it's like let's be friends and yeah. let's talk about this, you know. You guys, that's what social media <laughs> is all about. It's supposed to be about that. You find what you're passionate about. You find the facts and the knowledge about it. Uh, a lot of the times in journalism right now, um, people are spreading things that mainly aren't, not mainly, but um, that aren't true necessarily. And yeah. you kind of have to second fact check it. But um, I think that, you know, someone like you who has been in the clinic and, and now putting it out there, that's exactly what it's there for. Yeah, exactly. So, so we have several playlists. Mm -hmm. um, I did like this whole, what if Drake made an R&B album kind of challenge, Heartbreak Drake. Um, our monthly playlist, I have cool. um, Midnight Waves, which is just like alternative R&B. Mm -hmm. And then we also collaborate with the music shop, shout out to the music shop, Ooh, yeah, the MSQ like shop. Uh, mm -hmm. And we do the Midnight Shop and that's all indie artists, indie not local. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's all independent mm -hmm. like artists that are doing smooth vibes. Heck yeah, go follow the page. Yeah, Tell mind after midnight dot mind waves, after midnight. and that's dot W-A-V, like wave, like music fact. Yes. Um, okay, I think that wraps up our, our music, right? Yeah. Is there anything else for the people out there that um, we should look out for? Just the drop on May? May uh, yeah, May 26th. May 26th. So we have OK and in time dropping. So mm -hmm. if you're an R&B head or you're a Deep House head, I got some for both of y'all. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do something a little different. Um, we're going to change it up, and we're going to get to know you a little more. This is a segment called Pull the Plug, where I like to disconnect from the industry that you're in, and we want to know a little bit more about, about you, what you like, um, if it's coffee, if it's tea, if it's, uh, I don't know, what kind of toilet paper you like, just random stuff. Uh, you Not Scott. <laughs> not Scott. Not Scott? Not Scott. That thing is thin. It's cheap, though. It's real. Yeah, no. But it's it's affordable. It is. Um, no discrimination if you have to use Scott. I mean, the butt, the butt is a, down there is an important place to take care of. You got sensitive skin. You don't want rashes. You don't want anything going down down there, you know? I want to feel like the Charmin <laughs> bear with the little piece of lotion on it or something. You, you know what? Me too. No, I'm with you on that. I used to, it's so funny. So you know how they have the recycled Save the Planet yeah. paper. So they had buy one, get one free. And I think this toilet paper was called like bam bamboo something. Uh -huh. It was literally like paper towels, like yeah. bamboo. So I, I did the buy one, get one free. And mm, mm -mm. not the best idea. I ended up having to use more of it than just you know, the one piece because it was so hard and thin. It, it was, didn't absorb mm -mm. anything probably. See, mm -mm. like life is hard enough. Like mm -hmm. you should at least get the toilet paper you mm -hmm. want. Yeah, for real. So we know that now, no Scott, <laughs> no Scott. <laughs> um, tell us what your pet peeve is. Ooh, my pet peeve. When people smack when they eat their food, mm -hmm. <laughs> I cannot stand. That's mine too, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like repetitive noises, yeah. I don't know. My brother does that, mm-mm. Um, okay, next question. Toothpaste. I don't know why we're going into like <laughs> the bathroom right now, but we are in the bathroom talking about all our products we use. <laughs> um, whichever one my wife buys. Uh, is it Crest? Is it the, what is it called? What is the one it's I It's either going to be Crest or Colgate. I oh, know okay. that. You're not a natural Tommy. Tommy is the, the other one. I have That's tried the natural. friendly, natural. Tried. It yeah. is nasty. Yeah. I cannot do it. Yeah. I'm trying. I did like a charcoal. Uh -huh. mm -mm. Yeah. I mean, the charcoal, what I don't like about that is it gets all over 
like your sink, you'll, you'll see like black splatters all yeah. over and then it's on your teeth if you don't really like swish, but yeah. I made the deodorant transition, so uh -huh. we're, we're gonna work on the toothpaste. Okay, all right, I, I did deodorant too. I made yeah. that transition. Um, okay, three things, uh, this one's kind of a thinker. What are three things in this world that you would that you would need to survive? If it was the end of the world, what are three things that you would absolutely need to survive for yourself? Oh, Jesus. Okay, so first I'm going to need my propranolol because I'm going to have anxiety and my heart rate. Got it. Propranolol. <laughs> Propranolol. It's, it's a beta blocker. <laughs> Wait, is that real? No, yeah, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I have to take it for my heart rate for the oh autoimmune God. disorder. And I know I'd be freaking out. Pop That's what I'm saying. This is like real medication for the real yeah. Western medicine. You know, it's not always holistic, like I said earlier. And, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. And um, I mean, there's other ways I could like chill pumping. Out. But like, let me take a propranolol in 10 minutes. I can figure it out. I like the name. It sounds really cool. Um, I would say uh, some seeds so we can, you know, wherever we go, we got to be able to grow food because I can mm -hmm. I can grow my own food. Okay. And then seeds. That's actually really smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then aside from like water and like that, I would say my wife because like, Aww. We're gonna figure it out. Right. You gotta have your person with you that can keep your mind right, you yeah. know? Preferably her and our dog. Yeah. You never know though, they could turn on you. And when the world gets crazy, people get crazy and you're like, I never thought. Nah, I ain't no. she's she's sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Positive <laughs> positive effects, positive thinking only, you know. Yeah, no, she's been rocking with me for over ten years Aww, now. Shout here. out to whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wifey? Yes, yeah, my wife. Wifey. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll do two more questions and then we'll close it out. Uh one thing you misplace all the time for me it's my keys or my phone um <laughs> what do you think it's definitely my phone mm -hmm. it's definitely my phone and then like my sunglasses mm, and the, my lighter oh my lighter. people are always asking for lighters these days <laughs> they're like you got a light on you um okay so last but not least uh as we're talking about hallucinating yeah medications mental health yeah Therapy. <laughs> what is one sense that you would lose if the government made you choose? Like they were like, everybody, you got to get out of here. You got to lose one sense. If you don't want to lose this sense, you need to get out of the world. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making this up. <laughs> I mean, it would suck, but I guess I would say taste. 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 Even though, like, it would That's suck. hard. I would say smell, but the thing is, like, you need smell for things. Like, if there's yeah. a fire going off, mm -hmm. I'm going to smell it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it's far away. But I'm like, taste. I'm like, what would, like, actually risk my life if I couldn't taste That's true. Things? You there's, still get your nutrition. Yeah. I just won't have the pleasure. Mm -hmm. So it's all right. Dang. Yeah. But you could smell. Yeah. So you I could, could smell what you're eating. Exactly. The burger, the Cheat fries. Code. You're just, like, mmm. You could just... You could envision it and then taste it. Um, what's that movie where? Uh, is yeah, the, I know what you're talking about. The Little Princess. Is it? I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna close out because, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I'll talk about that after the show. But yeah. Um, Thanks for coming to Plug Talk. You're Thank always you. welcome here. Um, thanks for being a part of my journey. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the things you do is I can see you're very passionate about it. You're Thank creating you. this light out there for things that you are knowledgeable about. And we appreciate your music already. I'm, at least I do. So Thank you. you guys go check her out at Hood Buddha. Yeah, so it's at Hood X Buddha, H-O-O-D-X-B-U-D-D-H-A. Mm -hmm. yes. 
And thank you. Thank you for giving You're me welcome. the opportunity to come and talk about this and, you know, keep having those conversations. Yes. Mental Health Awareness Month. I am V The Plug. You can catch all my content for my talk shows at V The Plug Talk. Um, DM me. Let me know if you want to come to the studio. I, I'm plugging in at different studios and places, so you never know where you're, you're going to go. Um, yeah, I'd love to have you. And on that note, peace. We out.